have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, registered dietitian nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We're excited to have you joining us today on this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I am awesome, Sherry. How are you? <laughs> I am great. I was saying just before we came on, and I want to tell everybody that I love your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I have a t-shirt with Audrey Hepburn on it. It's oh. my favorite. It's ratty at the bottom. I will never throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And it's Breakfast breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. So, she, you know, it's that like, iconic picture of Audrey with her big the sunglasses bun. and the bun and just this like look on her face. <laughs> I love that movie. I love, I, you know, I've never seen the movie. <gasps> seen I just love her. You like have her to spirit see it. and her style is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. her. Well, I highly recommend the movie just like one morning when you want to lay in the bed and like drink coffee and watch a movie. It's like the perfect that kind of day movie. All right. I'll All check right. it out. <laughs> Add it to the queue. So we have a big, exciting day today, and um, as a registered dietitian nutritionist, I really believe that my job is to help people change their behavior, but behavior change is hard stuff, and I can't tell you how many times I've scratched my head about changing my own behavior and think, why is this so hard? The reality is that behavior change is one of the hardest things we do, whether it's changing what we eat or dropping cigarettes or anger management. Changing behavior is complicated because it involves changing our thinking first. So on today's show, we are welcoming Tracy Limes, who is my good girlfriend. And Tracy is a licensed professional counselor who works with individuals and teens and with couples. And she has 16 years of experience. So welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what makes you an expert on behavior change? Well, besides living for 47 years as part of the human race with my own innate flaws and and trying the struggles and successes and failures as far as trying to change, um, like you said, I am a therapist. And um, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a therapist. Like as soon as I understood what a therapist or counselor was, I was like, that's what I want to do. So as much as I wasn't a very motivated school student and daydreamed a lot, I was always daydreaming. And I um, once I got to the got to counseling and could the, the school the schooling for that I really loved it and really thrived and I just really love my job and I there's days where it's you know draining and you know I'm like oh can I just be like a checkout girl at Publix today <laughs> or but there's also All I want to do is scan stuff but most of the time I'm thinking you know I can't believe I get paid to do this yeah you know, just like being you know with people and um going through on their journey with them so that's awesome. I love to hear that. I love mm-hmm. it when I hear people say, like, I knew from the beginning this is what I wanted to mm-hmm. do because I was the complete opposite person. <laughs> I, like, wanted to do everything. So uh, there was yeah. a one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to do everything, <laughs> which is kind of my personality. So so in 16 years of experience working with people, mm-hmm. I bet you have seen every possible kind of challenge when it comes to behavior change. Pretty much so, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There are certain things I don't work with, you know, but – um. I work with most things, so, and it's going to show up somehow anyway, regardless, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you think, why do you think that behavior change is so hard? 
Well, there's a lot of parts to that. You know, there was something that in uh, grad school, when mm-hmm. I went to, I went to a seminary actually for, for graduate school for my, my counseling um, graduate degree. And something they said repeatedly is until the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of changing, that we will stay the same. And I'm a really big believer in that. And, um, and part of the issue is that, you know, really, as far as change goes, we're not pain, trying to avoid pain is we're much more motivated than that, than like pleasure, like when it actually comes to like wanting to change. So pain is what triggers us to really want to change, but it, it doesn't really work for maintaining it. It's, um, it, um, it, it falls short there. So it's, so we have this issue of the pain is what, what, what gets us to that place of wanting to change, but then we can't follow through with it because it doesn't sustain it. Hmm. So, um, that is so true. I'm just sitting here thinking about, you know, for me that comes through with weight loss and the pain of being 40 pounds heavier Mm -hmm. than, than I am now is what was a strong motivator. Like I want to be able to get out of bed without hurting every day. But that the remembering that pain is not what's sustaining me now Mm -hmm. and it can't because Mm -hmm. I I don't feel it anymore. Well, and you know, like negative emotions like fear and regret, like I said, they're they're the catalyst, but they don't. And and something I'm a really big believer when it comes to change is I really believe that we behave how we see ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. the more we're it's negative, the more if it's like we're shaming ourselves or we we set our goals to, you know too lofty or too high or expect change too quickly, then we get down ourselves, we fail, we set ourselves up for failure. And then we're like, well, I'm just bad at this or I'm Mm -hmm. lazy or I'm this or I'm undisciplined. And so, and then, you know, I I really believe in like, for us, I see the unconscious at work all the time and myself and my clients and the people around me. And I think we almost like program ourselves to, to keep repeating the same stuff because, you know, then they have studies with, you know, students in school. If you treat students like a, like a classroom, like you expect them to rise, you know, to, to be really successful, they will rise the occasion. If you treat students like they don't know what they're doing and they need a lot of help and they will, you know, we behave how we see ourselves. Uh-huh. And so, so um, you know, I, I think a really big part of it is trying to figure out what you want to do instead of what you don't want to do. That's because- a great, I think that's a great way to position it, that positive kind of um, aspirational Mm -hmm. kind of goal Mm -hmm. setting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, for example, you know, since I do counseling, I'm, you know, we're thinking you're talking about like weight loss and nutrition and all of those kind of, but I think of relational stuff. And I think of someone who says, Oh, I don't ever want to be like my mother or, you know, and um, my dad's way to ensure that you will be just exactly. (laughs) So you, because we move, my dad is a business coach. He was a pilot military for, um, years, but he's a business coach. And he talked about like something he learned called the reticular activating system and that whatever we focus on, we move towards. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you're riding a bike, you don't want to look in the ditch that you don't want to go in, or you're just going to drive into the ditch, you know? And so the more, so, but our, our go-to, you know, to maybe to recognize the pain is what we want to change, but figuring out what, what do I want to be like? What do I want to be doing? I want mm-hmm. to be this person that's doing these things. That's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's healthy or has energy or whatever when it comes to nutrition, right. you know, and st- so instead of just shaming ourselves for getting it wrong all the time, you know, 
Yeah. Because it's not easy. Yeah. So for me and, you know, sort of in my experience working with individuals, one of the things that I've seen is, um, is an all or nothing kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from this whole black and white. Yeah. Yeah. How they see themselves is, you know, I, I'm, I might be doing really well with whatever plan that I've got going on. And then I have one bad Mm -hmm. day. And because I had one bad day, well, now I just can't do it because I'm incapable Mm -hmm. of doing it. And so I just ditch the whole thing rather than just getting back on the wagon. No big deal start over tomorrow or saying you know I did it for four months I yeah. am I, that proves that I am capable right. progress is progress yeah. right you know right like, absolutely mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I think that um I like the idea what you just what you talked about a little bit too was about um sort of setting your goals too high you know I think mm-hmm. that can be a problem sometimes I've I've had you know clients that I've met with who are looking to lose weight and they might come to me and, you know, they're at a certain place and they want to lose mm-hmm. 50, 60, 70 pounds. And I always try to talk to them about, okay, that's a great goal to have down the road. Let's talk about right now. What's a right now goal? What's a right now but goal that, that is feels the right attainable? Now goal. <laughs> as, you know, as the person that's there to look for help yeah. losing weight, that is the right now goal. And it's it was very difficult for me to understand that, okay, 80 pounds is not a right now goal. Right. That's a two year goal. Right. And to, it took mm-hmm. me a year to wrap my mind around yeah. the yeah. fact that it is a two year goal. Yeah. Then we get discouraged because we fail and then we're like, right. this is who I am. And so we just keep setting, we just keep programming our brain, that we yeah. keep sabotaging, you know, and, you know, working with people and, you know, people that are depressed, you know, d- you know, nutrition and exercise are really, you know, one of the first things you want to go to. And so as far as like, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and run on the treadmill for an hour or go outside, you know, it's... I'm, and I will say to them, will you walk to the end of your driveway and back? Because if you'll do that, <laughs> start with there, you know, yeah. because every time we do something that we accomplish it, even if it's a little goal, it gives us, a, you know, even some brain chemicals that kind yeah. of tell, you know, make us feel like, oh, I can do this, you know, yeah. and what's really, you know, negative things build momentum, like bad choices and negative thinking, all that stuff, you know, can spiral us into a really negative place. But the thing, the good thing is that the good things build momentum and accumulate as well. And so it's like every little victory, you know, if we let that sink in as being, you know, we, we did, we did okay this time, or we, Mm -hmm. we at least got to this point, Mm -hmm. you know, I love that. And I, I'm a big believer in setting small goals and, mm-hmm. and, um, and achieving those goals and breaking bigger goals down into those mm-hmm. smaller sort of more achievable tasks or goals. I believe also, just like you said, that it creates momentum for people. And that's true with food and nutrition and health and exercise. But I think it's also true with things like relational changes mm-hmm. when people want to improve their relationships. You know, mm-hmm. one of the goals I had for years was to call at least one girlfriend once a week. It was like a little goal, but, Mm -hmm. but one of my, one of my goals was about building friendships and maintaining those friendships. And I had found that I, it's real easy for me to, I'm a very task oriented person and I'm very focused on things that I get very focused on. (laughs) And, and those are usually the things that are right in front of me, right? It's work, it's projects, it's family, but it's not always those, um, those relationships that are more peripheral, you know, that aren't everyday relationships, but they're important to me too. And I wanted to have good, meaningful relationships with my girlfriends, but it was something that I just couldn't seem to maintain because you know life gets busy right mm-hmm. when you're working and you have kids and you just it, life gets busy mm-hmm. and it's easier not to nourish those friendships 
so I set this goal for myself, like to every week call a girlfriend and then every two weeks to have coffee or dinner or lunch or something with a girlfriend. And I did that for years and it, mm-hmm. it was really great. And I can't say that every single week I met that goal or every two weeks I met that goal, but I read it, I met it most of the time and meeting it most of the time meant that I was developing those friendships into more meaningful long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, I can see how, you know, maybe that's part of your, of who you are. You have the ability to say, okay, I have this big goal and I'm going to break it down this way. And Tracy, I can see that that's so probably with that. the yes. part of who you are, that you have the ability to see the big goal and to break it into small pieces. That's not who I am. So how, how do I? No, I'm probably more like you. Really? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. When she, all, everything she was talking about, that's not my natural. Like, what is that? What I was nodding my head to is the fact that there's so much a part of it, like our personality and oh, our temperaments okay. and all of that. But I want you to finish and I'll. So and I'll, as a person and that, that, that has difficulty kind of seeing these big goals, mm-hmm. the, the little steps that get you there, mm-hmm. how, how do I do that? How do I, how do I like, I don't know, reprogram my brain or whatever it is to be able to make the small changes that are necessary in order to meet that bigger goal instead of you seeing the You ask people big... like Sherry, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> and she would say, yeah. oh, you just, yeah, it's, you just right. it's hard to teach them. It's automatic too no, but sometimes. I, yeah. But that's I do. So you do. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's why working with a, whatever your area of change is, you know, I, I'm, I believe that we can't change ourselves with our own thinking, right? Yeah. You can't change your thinking with the same thinking that got you where you are. Mm-hmm. You need somebody else's thinking to help you change your thinking. Because yeah. if you could have changed it, you would have changed it a long time ago, right? Well, that's why we need each other. Right, you know? exactly. And that's why I think we hire coaches and we hire dietitians and we hire therapists mm-hmm. and we hire people who have expertise in a certain area and they can help us set goals and create um, reasonable plans for making the changes that we want to make. So part of it, I think, is just even having to be more intentional like, yeah. and mm-hmm. recognizing um, there's a thing that Andy Stanley said once. Um, and I don't know if he's quoting somebody else. I think it was his, I think it was his quote, but he was, and it was, it was I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he, he said that we, we do much better capitalizing on our strengths than oh, yeah. we do trying to, um, overcome our weaknesses that we don't really overcome them. We manage them, you know, yeah. and being realistic. And I love like temperament stuff and like Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It, it's not like dead on on everything, but it just, it's helpful to sometimes accept, okay, this is, I'm not good at this. So let's not pretend I am. And, yeah. like, and so what resources do I need yeah. and how, what do I need to do to like intentionally try to break that down, you yeah. know, and what does that look like? You know, so, um, and I it think might that be, was from good to great. From the oh, author, the concept is the concept, from, of but it maybe is. he's not original mm-hmm. either, but I, I know that I read that from in the book, good to great. Right. So, um, so I think, and again, that adds to that like negative perception of ourselves that we just keep beating up on ourselves, you know, and usually like our greatest strength is our greatest weakness. It's in the same thing, you know, it's just distorted or too much of, you know, like you were talking about goal oriented, you get so focused on yes. things maybe that you neglect something else, or yeah. I might be more like, I'm just, I'm not focused on anything and I'm just kind of <laughs> floundering with not, not getting certain things accomplished that I want to, you know, I mean, usually the things I want to get done, get done, but I'm definitely not an overachiever. That's just not my nature. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, one of the questions that I always ponder is like, why are some changes harder to make than others? Like, why do you, do you think that there's any 
Do you think that there are some changes that are harder to make than others? Well, absolutely. When you think of addiction and oh, all yeah. of that, you know, I've learned to, over time. I mean, I'm not struggling with addiction myself, you know, I mean, we all have our little, little stuff. We're all like technology has even created a mess with all of that to a degree, but, you know, um, watching others go through it, even in personal relationships I've had, you know, really getting the idea of, you know, of a genetic component or like situational developmental stuff, all the things that play into it. Like the brain is an organ, yeah. you know, and, and I often tell people, you know, it's like, you know, as far as the programming or like not taking care of it with like nutrition and health and all of that, you know, it, it can struggle like anything else. And we go into tremendous stress. There's all kinds of brain chemicals involved in all of that. So, you know, I think, you know, there's a, uh, like, like the neuropathways in the brain, mm -hmm. as far as that, um, we're learning so much about neuroplasticity these days oh, about yeah. like how we really can change your brain. It's a really um, positive thing. But um, there was a neuroscientist named Donald Hebb and he had a, uh, a phrase neurons that fire together wire together hmm. and this idea of like what we associate. And again, to me, like for me, I would say an example would be um, one of my personality is kind of really laid back. And so like, and I have definitely some like moderate, diagnosable ADD, like not the hyper part, but the, like I did, I said I daydreamed in school. So far as me focusing, you know, how I've learned to, to cope with that is I will put myself in like jams because that'll like, like, like I'll be late running late. I'll, I'll put myself like back myself into deadlines because that will stimulate my brain to focus. <laughs> and, and I don't do this in time. Like, this is how I've learned to cope. I'm not uh -huh. proud of this. This is a, a part, you You're know, a crammer. Yes. You know, and so like, for example, like one of my like Achilles heels is, is lateness. I haven't perfectly overcome this, but I've gotten a lot better about it. And it's not a lot. It's like five minutes. Like, and sometimes I got it down to my like a minute or two late these days, you know, that's amazing. Fact, that's you know, practically on time. <laughs> it's practically So, and being realistic, but, but, you know, it's kind of like, I've got it. It's almost like my brain is programmed to where I'll give myself extra time or if I hang and I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. And I will somehow manage to be exactly two or three it. minutes late. Yes. <laughs> Even when I'm thinking and I'm angry with myself and I, and I see this is the part that's helped me appreciate this whole kind of like this brain pattern thing and how like the clock in my brain is making sure <laughs> unconsciously back here that I'm still going to be two or three minutes late, you know? So, um, that and I, and then I hate it. I'm running, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like frantic. I'm like, why do I do this to us? I get mad at myself, but again, frustration and negative emotions are not enough to motivate for lasting change. <laughs> I was, I went to a, um, a continuing education seminar, like it was an all day continuing it on, on change, um, a while back. And we had to fill up these, these, I do like finish the sentence type things. And it says I could win an award for it just came out winging it. And I could be, and this goes back to that, you know, if, in, until the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of, you know, changing will stay the same. I haven't had enough consequence. Like I'm too uh -huh. good at winging it to change some of these things. Uh -huh. And yet they still are frustrating, you know? Uh -huh. And so I have to make a, you know, it, I really think, and you, you know, you've got to, you got to get there and you have, people have to get there. You can't yeah. like we're, we're trying to coach people in something like nutrition and, you know, you just, um, they have to, they have to decide they want it, but they do like the negativity, like that's the stuff you can help them with too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So, because I am perpetually late. Like, I walked in today saying mm-hmm. I was born two weeks late, and I have been running at I least five minutes late. I think that's late. it. I was born Is two it? weeks late, too. Coming on, activate. <laughs> my mom, poor mom was only 4'10", and so can you oh imagine? Oh, my yeah. God. Poor thing. C-section. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> so, that's appropriate for the show. If, so, if, I, if I'm taking from what you said earlier about how it's necessary to focus on the positive part, what you can mm-hmm do or what the what you want to see so if I say you know I really want to be the kind of person that shows up on time and doesn't feel stressed every time I walk in the door because I'm late is that what's going to be more compelling for me to make yeah that kind of or? so like I and like lately, like I said, I, this is something I'm continuing to work on, but part of it, like for me has been, you know, my dad was type A military, you know? And so he was like, you are disrespecting people and telling them their time is not, but I know I'm not thinking that, you (laughs) know, if anything, you know, it's, you know, and we recognize his personality differences now, but I think about that though. I think I don't want to feel hectic and stressed and rushed. I don't want to just for people to feel like I, they're, you know, like I don't, care I don't want to be rude. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think of like that. What is it like a person who's conscious of other people's feelings, who is, you know, creating, um, it, are, is able to not feel like rushed all of the time, but like even that, taking that even farther would be more like, um, um, just like maybe I have control over my day or, you know, that's, you mm. know, it's kind of trying to figure out like, it, it takes a while to kind of flesh that out of like what that, what's the positive. Cause we can just say, Oh, I want to be someone who's not late. Well, that's probably not quite <laughs> enough. It's kind <laughs> of like, what is, happen. you know, and it's like, you know, and I was going to continue as far as like change. It's like developing your why, you know, mm. and maybe listing all of that. Um, like for example, sugar impacts me really, and I love sugar. But like, sugar it's, is delicious. I love sugar, <laughs> and so. But for me, I I've never gotten the sugar high. I always go straight to sugar coma, so I'm really sensitive to it. Well, you know, and so every once in a while, like I give in, and I'm just like, I'll have headaches, and I'll be tired. I mean, it's bad, and so that's what motivates me. But I'm thinking, no, there's so many reasons why I, you know, like, you know, my skin is amazing if I'm completely off sugar. I, you know, I. I feel I have so much more energy. I'm not tired all the time. I have sustainable energy. And, you know, even 40s, getting into my late 40s now, I don't, you know, lose weight. It used to be just cut out sugar and don't eat after six and I would drop weight, you know. So all of those things accumulate. And um, so there's lots of reasons why. And I think us trying to keep those in the forefront, but not in a like a shaming negative way, but like this is what I want. What's the difference between keeping it in the forefront and not shaming yourself about it? The positive of I want to feel good and have energy. I want okay. to have the way energy. You frame it. Yes, the way you frame it. Yes, not I don't want to be you know a fat pig. <laughs> you know, like that's not, that's dramatic. But I just mean like you know that oh, people say that stuff to themselves. I don't you know, want my hips to not be able to fit through the door. <laughs> yes, all right, all of the stuff that just where you're down on yourself. Yeah. It's like what can I? How can I frame that in a positive? Of what I want to do and what I want to be, because that's that's more motivating and more we can, you know, if if you need to literally list it and have it in front of you and look at it or put it on your mirror, you know, something to mm-hmm, remind yourself mm-hmm. of what, what the goal you're heading towards and that it isn't, you know, something that you can accomplish overnight mm-hmm. and so there's going to be failures along. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I love the idea of 
of writing out your why. And I've definitely done that with clients as I've worked with people to make changes in their life nutritionally. You know, I've had clients whose why has been, you know, I want to be healthy enough to get down on the floor and play with my grandkids. You know, I've had clients whose why has been, I want to be able to get pregnant on my own. You know, I've had people whose why has been, I want to look amazing in my wedding dress. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that your why is, which is mine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think there are all kinds of reasons that make people want to make changes. And, but having a powerful why is really, is really important. And when I was in school and Tracy, I don't know if they teach this to therapists too, but for dietitians anyway, we talked a lot about the stages of change and, um, and those stages are pre-contemplation. So I'm thinking about making a change at some point in the future, but I don't really have a plan. Contemplation, which gets you a little closer. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little closer to thinking about it. I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm going to make a change soon and, you know, maybe in the next short term, mm-hmm. right? Weeks rather than months away from now. Determination. So I'm, I'm making a plan right now. I'm going to make a change. And then action when I'm actually taking that mm-hmm. action that's needed to make the change. Then, of course, comes relapse because... And I think that's key what you're saying as far as that's what gets the go, the ball rolling. It's yeah. how to maintain it, you right. know? Right, right. And, um, you know, even when you were... You, the original question was why are things more difficult, some things more difficult than others? Yeah. And, you know, and I brought up addiction, for example, something like that. But there's so many factors, you know, there's so much... You know, I'm a therapist, of course, so I I really see the the psychological, developmental, the you know everything from temperament, personality to how you were raised and what you've been through and trauma, and you know all of those things impact and having to you know looking at that the whole person, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the thing about the stages of change that I like is that it's a it's a cycle, you know, and so relapse is actually part of that. It is because mm-hmm. if you think about it as like a relapse being. For instance, if my plan is about um, sustained weight management and then I go through a period of time where I gain weight, that might be considered technically as a relapse. But the reality is it's just kind of normal sometimes for our weight to cycle a little bit. And that's okay. You know, having really extreme weight changes up and down can be that can not be good for our body. Um, And certainly I don't think it's great for our for our mind or for emotionally for us. But it's but some weight changes up and down over time are normal parts of just kind of life and living. We're not Mm -hmm. always eating, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of a a a static diet, right? That's always, Mm -hmm. you know, calorie neutral. Nobody does that. Every you know, I'm a dietitian, I eat great, but I still my weight still goes up and down a little Mm -hmm. bit too. Just like that's a normal thing for people. But when we don't see it as normal, when we see it as failure, when we see Mm -hmm. it as as, you know, I can't do this, then that's when I think we see much more extreme yo-yo dieting yeah. or, or people give up, you know, right, adults. right. Yeah. Or, or really negative behaviors in other parts of our life as well. Cause I think failure is part of experiencing life, right? Nobody ever gets everything right every time, all the time. It just doesn't happen. I don't and do it. Probably it. You don't do shouldn't it? happen because no. I, I don't know. I think about the things that I failed at. That's where I learned the most anyway. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And self-acceptance and self-compassion that goes a lot farther, you know, like uh, by saying strengths and weaknesses. I think it's really good to accept weaknesses. Yeah. And and how do I work with this and manage it enough to where it's not interfering or hurting someone or, you know, or hurting myself or, you know, or keeping holding me back. But at the same time, this is it. And that's okay. I don't have to be perfect. And who wants to hang out with somebody perfect anyway? You know, so people strive so much to be accepted and loved by being perfect or doing things so well. But all that really does is isolate them from 
people once they reach there. You right. know, like it who wants to be who to me? Like I'm a, like, you know? God, it looks so hard to be you. Why would you want to <laughs> yes, try to be perfect right? It's either the exhausting yeah. or you think like, like you don't or you don't want the constant reminder of the ideal and thrown in front of you all yeah, the time. Yeah. You know? So um, anyway. Yeah. And one of the things, Tracy, I had asked you about in advance was this idea that I've heard over and over, and I don't really know where this came from, so you can mm-hmm. tell us, is this idea that it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. Mm-hmm. What is that about? And is that real or is that not real? Well, I actually looked that up because I was thinking, well, I've always kind of thought that that was like, there must be something in the brain, you know, s- some sort of significant. I mean, any time you go, any any length of time is better than nothing, you know. So I looked it up, and I guess there was this book that was like a bestseller. Um, it was a, a Dr. Um, Maxwell Maltz was his name, and he was a plastic surgeon, and he just kind of noticed that, like, nose jobs and people amputate, like, it took a you know, people about 21 days to get used to their new nose, for example, oh. or if they were amputated, they would have like a phantom feel like they still had an arm for like 21 days. So he was just noticing. And so it was something he stated as an observation, but it wasn't a fact. There wasn't a study. <laughs> but then the motivational speakers were like, you know, because it's it's just short enough to feel inspiring and just long enough to be believable. <laughs> and so then they did, I guess, do a study and they said it was really, it varies greatly on what mm-hmm. it is, who it is, all of those things. But that it takes about more, if we're going to put a number, it's more like 66 days. Okay. And that was the, you know, so as far as really changing and that it was, and they also found in the study that making errors and, and messing up from time to time didn't impact it. So huh. like, so if you didn't, you know, if you didn't do it, at the, whatever you wanted to do every day. And then of course, bad habits are much easier to start than, you know, if you want to have like a donut with your coffee, you know, one day and you do it two days, you're like, you know, people yeah, can this continue. This is what I do now. Okay, all right, all right. It's very, we'll, we'll embrace those. Yeah. But the, uh, the good ones are. I like donuts. sometimes, you know, <laughs> for the record. So like I said, that having the, the grace, because we've all had enough, we're very, you know, performance cult oriented culture and we've got enough, you know, stuff we probably don't even recognize going on in the back of our mind, yeah. you know, of what we should and shouldn't be. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great, that's a great place to sort of, um, start thinking about some positive, encouraging things about how to make change. You know, I think, um, self-acceptance is something I've heard you say a couple of times Mm -hmm. and I love that idea. I think that, you know, it doesn't mean we have to stay where we are, but I think there's something really powerful in learning to accept where we are and loving ourselves right where we are. And Mm -hmm. if I never change, it's okay. It's okay that here's where I I am. am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still good. I'm still lovable. I'm still worthy. I'm still all of those good things. Even if I never make this change that I'm trying to change. You know, right. Well, and the thing is, the beating up on ourselves or not having the self is more likely to keep us from changing, you know, because it's again, we're just behaving how we see ourselves. And then we just keep doing those self-sabotaging things. So to be able to have, you know, like I was going to even add to the whole thing with the lateness. Now that I've gotten better at that, I'm naturally wanting to do. But I'm like, ah, this is good, but I want to do better than this. Like I actually find myself seeing some of the advantages of it or, you know, and thinking like, OK, I've gotten this far, but. I want to be like maybe, you know, could I be not early? more than five minutes early? But... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you got to set, set reasonable goals for yourself. <laughs> yes, I know. Right. <laughs> I love that. I love That's a great example. And I have so many friends who, and I struggle with being on time too. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, for me, some of that too, some of managing that, as you talked about acceptance, and I think some of that too is establishing appropriate expectations. Like I don't tell mm-hmm. people I'm going to be early because I'm not going to be early. It's I'm very yeah. unlikely to be early. I'm, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to be right on time or a couple of mm-hmm. minutes you know, on either side of the time I've told you I'm going to be there, but I'm not, I'm I'm probably not going to be early, not very early anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think establishing appropriate expectations for ourselves and for the people around us too, you know, if we're making a change Mm -hmm. that impacts other people, establishing, you know, reasonable expectations for Mm -hmm. those people is a good thing too. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and the more we grow, the more we are just naturally moved towards healthier things. That's what's really cool. I say self-acceptance. I have a client and I'll be very vague about this since the client, but I know she wouldn't mind. She probably wouldn't care if I told her, said her name, but I'm not going to. But she talks about how, like, she calls it um, proof of healing. Mm. She's like, oh, I've been making these better decisions. And like, I, who is this person? I like this proof of healing, you know, and oh, sees like it that. and that momentum oh, of feeling good that. about that. Yeah. She's like, you know, she'll talk about, you know, I, I didn't want to. I didn't eat, a, a, you know, ice cream and potato chips. You know, I wanted to eat something healthy today, you know, and um, her desires kind of, changed. Yes, your desires yeah. changed. So I'm going to start a proof of healing journal. I love that <laughs> mm-hmm. so much, yeah. you know, because thinking about weight loss for mm-hmm. me, you know, I don't step on the scale every week and weigh myself and I've actually lost something that doesn't mm-hmm. happen every week. Mm-hmm. But there are things that happen every week that are proof Mm -hmm. that I'm getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, well, I can't run, but I can run a little bit better than I could three months ago, you know? And And so if I could focus on that versus Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, I can't run a mile, I'm probably never going to be able to run a mile. And if I could just accept that and be okay, Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm sorry, I'm babbling. No, that's good stuff, Dee. I love that. <laughs> just that's like, good stuff. Popped in my head. When yeah. You it. When you view that. yourself more positively, you naturally start to head in that direction too. You know. Yeah. So. Well, I think that that is a great place to start wrapping up. I love the idea of um, shifting our thinking, um, thinking more about the positives, mm-hmm. writing down our why, mm-hmm. so that we can move toward change, making little goals, setting um, sort of small steps, mm-hmm. and um, and and I like the idea of having. I've hired a business coach in the past. I've had you know experts help me in areas where I needed to make change, and I think that if that's something you need to do, it's really worth the investment, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, I have loved this show about the why of behavior change. So I want to say thank you so much, Tracy, for thank joining you, Tracy. us. Thanks for having awesome me. Awesome conversation. Yeah, great tips, great mm-hmm. suggestions. Um, and of course, thanks to Dee for always being um, the queen on the on the mixing board. <laughs> <laughs> queen Dee. <laughs> and I'll um, take it. <laughs> and thanks, of course, to our audience. Thanks so much for listening and for tuning in today. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us in this conversation and want to encourage you to subscribe to the show and make sure you rate it so that other people can find the show too. And as we wrap up, I want to remind you that we also have an email that is dedicated to the show, southernfrygirlfriends at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the show. Ask us questions. Give us suggestions for new shows you want to hear about, and we'll look for that in our inbox sometime soon. And, of course, we close every show the same way with the very same question. What is one thing you're going to do to be healthier today, Dee? 
So I have my skates that I've talked about on a couple of podcasts. I absolutely love them. And so I'm going to have the opportunity to do a nice long skate later this afternoon. I'm so excited. That is so fun. I love it so much. I can't wait. I got to get skates. I got it. I got it. Maybe I'll ask them for for my birthday. (laughs) It's awesome. Get some. I love it. Tracy, what about you? Do you have any plans for any specific thing you're going to do? Well, considering we finally have some sunshine, I'm going to get some vitamin D today. Yay. (laughs) That's actually mm-hmm. on my list too. Mm-hmm. I am I am gonna spend some time outside, some quality time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just planted the garden for the summer, so I've got mm-hmm. my summer garden going. It needs Good a little you. bit of tending. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna spend a little time outside gardening today. That's what I'm gonna do. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>